0: Good evening. We are back again with another Darkest Night short. If this is your first time watching one of these, or us, this is one of a apparently very long series of shorts that we have decided to provide for you in between the main seasons of our Chronicle Darkest Night, a Miami by Night Chronicle, focus on the Camarilla. The shorts are interactions, situations, and happenings that take place either between the episodes or between the break that you are now experiencing. Please feel free to tune back in on the 8th as it is when we will be coming back. Let us begin. This short, finds three of our coterie mates, the illustrious Kara, the dangerous Lance, and the ever respectful and gentlemanly Mr. Giovanni. We begin our scene in a haven, in a nondescript location for safety purposes. It is, by all intents and purposes, a very fashionable apartment. It's got all the pleasantries that somebody who is climbing the social internet hierarchy might need. But we start just one layer deeper. We find ourselves in a bedroom. There is, of course, the lavish king-sized bed the bedroom oddly has no windows and it is concealed one might say it is of course the bedroom of Kara we find two kindred in this bedroom we find Kara and Lance it is the wee hours of the night one could say the sun has barely set and the familiar and pervasive hunger claws at the back of their throat waking them up in a familiar setting of course Tara rises and she notices that between her nobody else stands other than Lance who by all intents and purposes is coming to just at the same time as her but looks as if he slept like the dead no coincidence they are Dressing up and preparing for the night. That was, uh...
1: That was an interesting evening, Kara.
2: That would be a nicer way to put it, but yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, I... I mean, it's, uh... It's just nice. I, uh... I mean, we've been doing this a couple of nights. I. Yeah, I... You know, I get up. It's uh, it's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't really. um... I'm trying to put this in a nice way. I don't really have quite that much, so or experience this as much. So, thank you. <laughs> I
1: or, like, really like I thought, I thought someone <laughs> with your <laughs> lust for human, mortal humans, you know, that, yeah, bringing them into your den like this, you know, this is a fine establishment, you know what I mean, like,
2: I told you I don't like playing with people like that. I hope you also don't view what this is as me playing with you.
1: No, I, I've been, uh, keeping these, these nights quite close to me. Perhaps. Yeah. I think
2: it's silly, but you have found a place within my heart. And I'm going to go ahead and uh take his hand with it and grasp it within both of mine to place it uh, upon my chest.
1: <laughs> I uh, I don't know what to say, uh Carl, like this is Look, I don't wanna I don't wanna hurt your feelings. You're you're important to me as well.
2: Thank you. I I never had anyone say
1: that about me before. <laughs> oh, oh. You're um you're an interesting spark, I'll I'll tell you that. And and as a uh, as like I'll let go and uh, grab her, give her an embrace her, just give her a hug. And it's yeah. I do you want to like do this again tonight? Perhaps like later on. I mean.
2: Well, I have to go out and I do canvassing. So uh, before the night ends, sure. Uh, However, uh, when I like pull back from him, I kind of notice the bite marks along his neck, and I trail my index finger along them, and. And I lean in closer, and I just look them, so they're not there.
1: (laughs) Thanks. I mean, a bit of damage on me is uh, not a bad deal, Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I could... I guess the coterie doesn't have to know. I wouldn't mind if they did, though, you know? Do you have a problem with that?
2: None here. Hmm. i might be a bit possessive though, <laughs> just a bit
1: <laughs> well. okay i'll uh and then i'll make my way outside to the to the main uh, room and i've uh yeah I'll, I'll put my shirt on fully now i'm just getting ready i'll I'll uh oh yeah i think i got some stuff to do but i mean we can meet at the club a bit later on
2: I'll make sure to make time and come and see you
1: then. Okay. Damn it! I left the uh, I left my jacket in the room. Hang on, sorry. And I'll just like walk past her.
0: So uh, step back into her room, and of course, it's messy. The bed's a mess. Her clothes that she wore so gracefully the night before are tattered all about. In <clears throat> ironically everything about her apartment is technological it's streamer like you know you've seen the you've seen the humans with their computers and their rigmarole and their lights and all that shit. you've seen that a few times and you've broken into people's houses but it's it's a natural thing (laughs) there's a section in her room that seems far removed not only aesthetically but just it's out of place. It's a stationery. And she's got these beautiful sets of quilts and pens all lined up and in ink. You almost feel like it was something a professor gave to her, like a gift that only, like, you would find at a college, at a university. <clears throat> and it's very well, though the, the room itself is a tornado, that section specifically is perfectly manicured. And you can't even realize how you didn't notice. I mean, maybe your attention was focused on pairs of things elsewhere the night before. But now that she's out of there rummaging around her haven and you're picking up your jacket, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And there is an errant pen hanging on next to what seems to be paper that has been written on
1: I'll, like, start putting my jacket on and then, uh, I'll grab the... grab the letter. I'll look at it. And then I'll... Hey, Kara! Call for her. But then as she, like, as she's about to come in, I'll... I'll pocket it. Pocket the, uh, the letter. In my, uh, in my coat here. Is there anything you needed, Maya
2: Lubov?
1: No, it's, uh, it's actually, uh, it's okay. I mean, look, uh, and then I walk up to her like a, not in a hostile way, I just confront her and i looking down at her and I'm like, you have a good night, all right? Just stay safe. All right? I've, I have been enjoying these interactions. It's very nice. Yes.
2: I should say that to you too. I know you to go into more fights than you can muster.
1: <laughs> and then uh, I, I'll like uh, lean in, give her a kiss in the top.
2: Do do if you leave me.
1: Don't don't worry. don't worry'll I'll lean in, I'll give her a kiss in the in the top of her head and then um, I'll make my way to the door.
0: The door opens It shuts and just like that you're alone and you can't help but wonder for the first time since that monstrosity you called a boyfriend you have spent intimate time with another kindred and this time he didn't turn you into some flesh fiend creature he actually treated you with love maybe not love maybe something close it's hard to tell when you're undead but it's definitely new definitely different and it's not hard to think this feeling you're feeling right now fleeting as it may be It can definitely be intoxicating for somebody who lives off the passions of humanity. We compress time, about an hour. And we find Lance arriving the well it
1: knocks the going to uh, real quick sorry it, is the solace need to switch now or is he yeah alright yeah oh just like that bro what?
3: where should we start
1: from what is this what is, it, what is this wizardry <coughs>
0: So I'm going to have him. I'm going to pick him in as Victoria is escorting him inside. We find Lance. Following the footsteps of a woman he's seen before. It is none other than Victoria, which he knows is if Demetrius is is right-hand man, Victoria is his left-hand woman. The woman walks with a cold precision, never missing a step, never stuttering, never looking to the sides. And the unfailingly polite tone never ceases to surprise you. Almost as if she's a robot when dealing with you guys. A polite robot, but a robot nonetheless.
1: Mr. Lance. I believe the boss. Victoria, is is
2: it? Yes indeed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I need to see the boss if that's all right with you.
0: He is always in a mood to embrace you.
1: Embrace me.
0: She Giggles ever slightly. I'm sure that's not something you'd like considering who he is, but uh
1: You know, it'll be fine All right, let's go toots. I need to see him right now
0: She doesn't turn back to you, but the gentlemen (laughs) that are walking to her right and her left look back at you and give you the cockeyed brow like And they nod back and turn forward, and you're led up a set of stairs that are covered or well, obstructed by a black velvet rope that is very quickly dismissed. You're led upstairs. The same velvet rope lines up the top flight of stairs leading into the drumming music of the club. The music is not so loud, it's almost at a lounge level loud enough that it can obscure conversations from far away but not loud enough that it is at the height of the craze you would find at night the night is young, it's fresh and the DJs at Nox know exactly how to guide the rhythm in order to thrum it up all the way to its maximum potential the early goers are out right now none of the drunk assholes yet You know, so the club is alive, but it's not bustling to the point of irritation, one might say, when you're trying to have a secret clandestine meeting. The rope closes behind you, and she escorts you through a familiar VIP pathway. There are booths lined up to your right, many of them unfilled yet, because arriving fashionably late is the only way to arrive. And <clears throat> she nods to an elevator. A bald man is awaiting at the elevator. He is, of course, statuesque, he is tall, and he is oddly pale. And he's built like every other person you see very close to Alistar. Like a brick shit house. The dude is stuffy, he's big. The tailored suit is barely brimming on to his physique. And he says, Sir, right this way, please.
1: Hey, no worries, Keeble. Let's go.
0: Victoria shares a glance with Giancarlo. And they both communicate the fact that this is just how he is, unfortunately. She nods to him, and then she proceeds to walk away to tend to her other duties she you get the feeling that she is going 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 she's always busy she's always handling something for her esteemed boss the cue ball gets into the elevator with you he looks at you and then he touches the button without breaking eye contact from you his back to the elevator a form of politeness you might say And without missing a step, as it comes to a halt on the final floor, he sways to the side and greets to the entrance, or rather to the exit. You are met, of course, by a perch. It is obviously very wide, very visible, and with steps that line all the way down that have to announce your presence to whoever's at the top. you notice the familiar back of somebody's head you know that symbolically Alistar is at the edge of the perch overlooking down at the club <clears throat> and lining around him are a cater of men all built buff and perfectly polished and they surround him almost tactically to create vision and space Enough to see who's coming, but also enough to give you a cautious warning. Hey, don't fuck around in this place. Some are facing your way and others are facing the other way. In alternating patterns. Giancarlo looks to you and says, sir, you were expected. Please go ahead. And not too far from Alistar is the ever so familiar, ever so friendly Demetrius. <clears throat> His hands grabbing one another, looking at you, and he goes, Sir, nice to see you again and alive. The pleasure. And gives you a warm smile. Hell good,
1: Cuba. No worries, mate.
0: Yeah, no worries indeed. Um, go right ahead, please. And he... Alright. ...walks over to Alistar, quite before you can make it to him, and whispers over his shoulder, Sir, the, uh, the funny-sounding one is here. Mr. Lance?
3: I'll turn around. Lance,
1: please, join me. Hey, man, what? You got, like, some guys here, and, like, some fucking. Guys in the suits and a cue ball at the elevator. What's the go? What's going on?
3: <laughs> well, that would be the um, perils of my business, as one would Hi. say. Um, what can I do for you? How are you?
1: Yeah, look, I, uh, I got something. And uh, look, can we go somewhere this is away from... Uh, pleasure? Uh, I, look man I, maybe it's pleasure maybe it's business I, uh, look is there some way we can talk about this bad boy right here
3: of course uh, yeah. would you like something to drink first maybe we can have some refreshments brought there um, as we discuss
1: or is this a serious nah matter? nah nah, nah it's, it, it'll be alright I, I like pat him in the shoulder like oh, it's all good my friend it. <laughs> alright
3: Um, Demetrius, I will be heading down to the, uh, meeting room that my friend Lance here so lovingly redecorated, and I will, um, I'd like an update when we're finished on where the new materials are that Victoria is going to be procuring for further experiments, and, um, I'll have Giancarlo lead us down there.
0: Sir, I'll be sure to get an
1: update. To Thank you. As, as as he's saying that, I'll. I took my jacket off. I'll put it on Dimitri's shoulder. Look after that one, then, mate.
0: We may just have to give you a new one, sir. This one looks. smells. a little bit off. But of course, no problem. And he. beckons to one of the guys, snaps twice, and. <clears throat> Obediently, of course, they all seem to endearingly appreciate Demetrius because he treats them all well. You get the feeling he's he's Like the dad of the guys, you know, he's he's the guy who makes sure everybody's taken care of And they nod and they take it down they head off with the coat you notice that as you walk The world gets smaller around Around star kind of like satellites when he moves they move they know better than to crowd the elevator <clears throat> so they take the elevator to the left the staff goes down pretty much in synchronicity with you demetrius is nowhere to be found of course after he has been given his orders and you are in the elevator with Giancarlo, who is quiet as stone as he looks with some slight comedical contempt for the name you gave him into your eyes. <clears throat> he doesn't say anything, of course, because he knows he's had he handles drunk assholes on a daily. You're you're not really special. You might be witty, but you're not nothing new. The elevator opens. That's my heart. He nods you out. <laughs> and as you guys step out, the staff forms a line around Alistar. Star. And it is a very obvious escort line three on each side they move around with him they give you the space to see your surroundings to never be caught off guard but they and stay at a respectable distance but they're always close i'll and just you lean over her.
3: i'll just lean over he
0: stops her.
3: they stop you get used to it after a while Lance and believe me it's it's better that they're here
1: what a goddamn ballerina show! I swear to God, what the fuck!
3: I pay them well, definitely.
1: Um, shall we?
0: Yeah, of
1: course, mate. Let's go.
0: <clears throat> Giancarlo, with not much problem, leads you down to the same stairs. Velvet rope doesn't even isn't even a problem. Boom, boom! You're back in the basement again. <clears throat> And you are, of course, ushered into the ever-so-familiar meeting room that your fist decided to take decorating liberties with. You notice that the giant hole you punched somehow still hasn't left. You begin to think it's a, a facet of endearment between Alistar and you <clears throat> that he let you leave your mark on his club. You usher in, and the gentlemen all... Stay outside and line on sides of the door. And as you walk in, you notice, of course, with your ever so perceptive vision, that all these gentlemen are armed. You notice the gleaming. Maybe it's the light right under the door. You notice the gleams of the pistols tucked nicely against their suits. Some of them and others who dare to have their coat open <clears throat> have. The more, uh, the more overt display of firepower. Giancarlo nods to Alistar, says, sir, if you need anything, of course. We will be outside. Of course. Thank you.
3: <clears throat> and I'll gesture partner, Lance inside.
0: Alrighty. He walks in, they close the door behind him. You hear the slam. Mm-hmm. And footsteps walk away.
3: I imagine this was a um, serious issue then I'll walk over towards my chair and just sit down as if it's really not a serious issue. <clears throat> is there any chairs sorry around? Well yes, this is the meeting yeah, room bro. that we were at before where there's like 18 chairs or whatever.
0: The <laughs> evil chairs that envelop your body as if you're planning to throw over the world deck and line the table. And Very if you comfortable, get close though. you see the hole that in your <laughs> moment of rhetoric you decided to puncture with.
1: I like uh walk up to the very last chair and I'm like, hey, what if I sat here, mate? And you're all the way over there. I'm sitting. now nah, I'm kidding. Nah, I'll, I'll come up to you, mate. It's all right. I'll walk up. <laughs> i walk up. i like sit right next to him. And I'm like, look, man. Uh, yeah, look. I don't know what else to say this um, but after our uh, encounter with the Anarchs I've been doing a little bit of uh, mucking around homework within the city um, and uh, I happen to you know uh, stumble upon out uh, the the wonderful and gorgeous Kara I mean we've been kind of spent a little bit of time together funny enough though I found this, and it's got Theo something other right on it. And like, look, i do not. Do you mind opening that and having a look?
3: When he says that, I'll look sharply at him and I'll, I'll like look at his reaction to see what he's, what he's trying to portray with the word Theo Bell and if it holds recognition, or if it is like a, this is just what it says.
0: So roll. You can, you can roll a academics and intelligence. You're trying to scour your brain for anything that Marciano could have told you, that any of your acquaintances couldn't tell you. Hell, even the one or two conversations you had with Fiorenza before she bestowed you the service of <clears throat> your good Demetrius.
3: Well, I do actually Oh, oh, know, what? Um, are you asking me if I know Theobel? Yeah, so, while well, we've, we've had this discussion with Kara already. I do know who Theobel is.
0: Okay, then that works perfectly. Yeah, I was the asking if, part, if
3: Lance knows. I don't
1: no, so. I, I think...
3: I'm let me continue. If I noticed notice that he knows,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. oh, is that what you're. Okay, I, I was going to continue. I was going to say, like, so, like, I'll, I'll leave the letter in front of you in front of us and I'll sit down I'm like yeah look it's look I'm not trying to be a jealous fucking guy here I don't know what the fuck but look I just see this letter Theo Bell it just rings a bell I yeah no rhyming here I'm not rhyming I'm not trying to be funny but look in the end of the day there's something about this name I, I swear I've heard it in the Chronicles or something like that Back in the times where I was the paladin, I swear I've heard this name before in the ages.
3: I'm going to grab the letter, like, I'm going to hold out my hand for it.
1: Um. And I'll, yeah, I'll put it, <laughs> I'll pass it over to him. Is it sealed? Have a look. Well, well yeah. Uh, yeah, All right. uh, From a little bit of a bend that I, I bended it to put in the pocket, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, without
3: wasting time I'm just gonna slit it open have you looked at this yet? <clears throat> I haven't read it no and didn't exactly say where you found this
1: in in her bedroom
3: ah yeah ah
1: ah you're right, mate. Uh, yeah, you look r- relaxed. Don't. Okay? Uh, look, don't worry. I mean, what? Like, are you. You got something to say? Uh,
3: um, now I understand what you mean by jealous. Um, listen. This changes things. So I must know. How do you feel towards Kara? We've had a discussion previously about your words with her. I didn't realize things had progressed so quickly, but I would like to know what you. I'm not sure you would appreciate what's in this letter. Would you like me to read it out loud?
1: Well, maybe the word jealousy is a weird one. It's a human trait as far as I understand. But look it's I'm what came up my... to explain it. But that's the thing. It's like I you know, being with these Camarilla folks, you know, it's just like I'm learning things, experiencing things. What we have with Cara or what I've got with Cara is an experience I have not had in a long time. And when I mean a long time, I'm meaning when I was fucking pumping blood in these uh, veins, if you know what I mean, you know? I understand. So you know, it's Yeah, I, I haven't had anything like this, and it's just interesting. It's nice to be with something um, with that's got humanity, you know?
3: I would never mock you for your jealousy, as I'm sure you know.
1: I you the see that's the thing, human it's human it's
3: possessiveness isn't animalistic trait, and uh, we feel it just as I, humans do, so I wouldn't Yeah, you know, say... that's the
1: thing, it's such a weak thing, though, you know what I mean, like I'm like, yeah, back to what we were talking about, of course, you know reason I come to you, one I know, I, I think you know something about this fella I mean, look at your freaking parade out there, mate ready to take out the city and number two I mean that's the thing we 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 did speak about it back in the in, uh Khan's Haven. You guys had some something. You guys uh, met up and and did some chat. As far as I remember, you said something like that. So uh, you know, I, there's no one else. I trust the coterie. I I trust the strangers. But man, after Good. after the fellas night out, you know, it's uh, yeah. I um.
3: I'll read this to you, Lance, but I want you to know that this might this might complicate things for you and maybe for you and Kara. Are you wanting to bear
1: that knowledge? I mean look, we're a coterie, right? We are. I feel like we shouldn't be hiding anything anyway.
3: We are a Camarilla coterie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead, man. Let's uh, let's hear it. Let's see
3: what she's written. Mr. Bell, this is my first time writing to you. However, as a follower and a fan of your work, I feel it necessary to keep you informed. This will hopefully be the first of many times I'll be writing to you. My name is Karquah Lee of Clan Rose. I've been a Tarkis for almost all of my life until now. I am the child of Thomas K., Though, since the sect war in New York I have found myself more of a drifter within the political apparatus of many cities. I am of the belief that the tower should be reformed, but I wish to work from within the frame they provide. Nonetheless, the local Camarilla has created a coterie out of myself and others within the city. This coterie includes a member of the Giovanni, a Ventru, two Magisters and a Mulcavian, and of course myself as a Rose. On our first mission, we came across something involving that of the occult. While within the significantly damaged Tremere Chant- Chantry, we have ran across an affiliate that consorts with demons. The word I was given for my coterie mate was infernalist. This has led to us finding a kindred that, ending, uh, that ended up being the one that blew up the Elysium a few fortnights prior. He was endowed by this demon. When interrogated at two different times, he switched from saying the Prince is somehow affiliated before saying it was the Anarchs that have had a hand in trying to blow up the Elysium. I understand this information is sparse, and I apologize. However, I wish to start documenting this with somebody who is outside of the fray, so they may see the evolution of what happens within the city of Miami, as it seems that now demons are now consorting with Kindred, and this once again has led to splits politically within our community. Sincerely, Karakwa
1: Lee. A read from Elias Stars like, the way he's been reading the, the words. Can, do I get a read or anything like that just to see his reaction, perhaps any surprise, on his end?
0: So you're looking for... Wits and
1: insight.
3: I roll composure and subterfuge if I try and hide anything, or just. Only
0: if you want to. Only if you care. Hmm.
3: He doesn't like letting anything slide regardless, so.
0: Well, it it just depends on your face. Like, would he read this as a. Two successes? Two successes as well, so. So the, the the give goes to the acting vampire. So when you read it, what does your face give out as you read it? Because you had a reaction when you looked at it the first time. Mm. And that reaction was, of course, visible, but it was overshadowed by the fact that you realized that two of your coterie mates are diddling each other.
3: It, if you focus or pay attention, it was almost a shit Like a, I, this complicates things, this is, this is trouble, in general, and that's, that's primarily just the reaction that it is. It's, this is trouble. Not, not, I wouldn't say you'd necessarily see surprise so much as just a, this is trouble. Not saying that it's expected, but this was just, this is just trouble. That's more of the reaction I'd give. no bueno.
1: Get up. As you finish finish that, Elias, I get it, and uh, I kind of, like, turn around and start, like, walking, and then I turn back towards you, and I'm like, all right, so, this, I mean, that's, this is interesting.
3: Do you know who Theo is? At all? Any idea?
1: Look, again, I've just heard stories, man just stories um,
3: Why don't I I give you some insight as to what I know Theo is to be quite honest he's very similar to a Giovanni he is very unique in that way as he is what some would argue outside of the political spectrum but those in the Camarilla would not say that because he was a Camarilla. He was a part of them. And he... Well, he didn't like how they were going, so he switched sides to the Anarchs. That being said, he's known for not only stopping aggressors in the Camarilla, but also in the Anarchs themselves. He is somewhat outside of the political agenda to an extent which is where I would draw these similarities to the Giovanni but he has picked a side and that side is the Anarchs now she has said in this letter that she Hasn't. Well, this is her first letter. That's what this says. So, if Just, you were to uh, have a word with her, I think now might be the best time.
1: I know. I know. She said she was doing some uh, some things tonight, but uh, you mind sending one of your boys out there to go find her perhaps bring her in we could probably talk to her mate that's a gift i wish i had but yeah go ahead
3: i'll pull out my phone well mostly i'll just bring my hand up to my mouth and say text Kara. we have an issue please arrive at the club as soon as possible Lance sends his regards. We can't hear you.
1: Oh, no, no, that's uh, fair. Okay.
0: And you hear the familiar which is unreasonable as to why you have four vibrations for a text message. But hey, we don't ask questions. So, it buzzes in your clutch, you pop your clutch open and your tool to strike the system of capitalism and the patriarchy stands awash with a a bright light and you see of course the name. It says, All Star. In all caps, with a big skull, 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 skull on it. And as it peers into your undead eyes, the phone lock gives way, and you see, in all caps, there is a problem. We require your presence at the Nox please come forthwith come alone thank you all caps all lines almost as if he had some outdated version of voice to talk you receive another message that also says hurry thanks You are out and about in the night with of course your two favorite people to create political unrest with. You're canvassing the one of the bigger colleges in Miami. You're at the local Miami Dade College for the night classes in downtown. And it is of course one of the centers of the student life in downtown. It's The biggest It's the medicine college. It's full of a ton of people blocked out. And with the recent protests that have been going on, it's full of youth and life. You're in the middle of interviewing somebody with your two friends, and you feel the buzz buzz, 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 buzz on your clutch. You pop the clutch open, and there's a text from Ali He's got the four little skulls you put next to his name as if it wasn't obvious, and it says, "Carl, emergency, please come to the Knox Eternity as soon as possible. Thank you. And then immediately after, it buzzes again, and it says,
2: tonight, please. Thank you. Listen, um, Kayla, uh, Nancy, I I have to go right now. I'm I'm sorry. Um, I'll pick this up later, um, but I I need to go right now, okay? Is everything okay? Do you need me to get you an Uber somewhere? What happened? What's wrong? Nothing, nothing. Just, um, one of my friends. Um, he has something going on. I need to go and get to him.
0: Nancy looks at you, squints her eyes a little bit. And, of course, Kayla's mid-conversation when she hears this. So she stays a little focused, and Nancy... she you, you think she's going to pursue it, but she lets it go. She knows you live a bit of a different life. She says, well, call me to let me know everything's okay, all right? I'll check in on you within a few hours when we're done here.
2: Okay. um, Get home safely. Um... Let the others know that everything's fine. I'll check in tomorrow, I promise, okay?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll grab some pesto tomorrow, like you said we would? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Beautiful. Be safe, okay? Text me. Will do. She turns around and she goes back to interviewing the hot, blonde, dumb looking dude who was barely scraping by, answering questions about what's going on. And, you know, totally he was into the elections. Totally, he voted you run off to your car only in time to realize that you don't have one <laughs> and of course you get yourself an uber rush order it before you know beep, beep, the guy's looking at you he's outside and he says uber for get in get in here <laughs>
2: I quickly get in there. I said, "Listen, I need to get to the Nox Herman, ASAP. Okay? I'll yeah, tip you extra. I just need to get there. I need, I need, yeah, I need to get, get there, the though. Thing. Okay?
0: Okay, okay, okay. Relax, mommy. We going. We going. We going. Relax, mommy. We going. How much you gonna tip me?" And he takes off. <laughs> you compress time, and you arrive at the front end of the Nox... Turn on. We here, and he stands out his hand
2: to you. I, I give him fifty. I give him fifty dollars.
0: <laughs> he kind of tries to look at it up against his phone to see if it's real or not, and he goes, "Don't forget to rate me, okay? It's really important.
2: Thank you." I- he hits the unlock on, on the on the door. I quickly get out. And say yeah, sure, whatever. And I, I and uh, You're welcome. I. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and I quickly 90, run. on people these
0: days. <laughs> this card just slowly inches off.
2: Give you fifty bucks. At the front
0: door, the <clears throat> the front end definitely recognizes. You know the uh, the staff have made sure now that you are what. would call the coterie it seems alistar has made sure to have all of you recognized and spread around the looks on your faces to the important stuff you look vaguely familiar to one of the guys and he does his little earpiece thing next thing you know before you can even get to the door he's moving the rope aside and he's letting you in and everybody's like hey even though it's not super well it's a little bit more alive inside in the club now there's still a pretty hefty line because exclusivity is everything. past the groans and complains when you make it in the familiar setting of the club. It's drumming, it's pounding, the music's a little louder, the music's a little stronger now, the crowd's beginning to fill up, there's people on the dance floor. A gentleman, a bald gentleman, who you recognize, approaches you. And man, you must really wonder, Gian gets around, doesn't he? He goes, Scaro, I see you are expected. Please, follow me. It is a pressing matter.
2: So I immediately follow him, but like, you know, I'm, my eyes are a bit wide, I'm a bit, like, jittery just because... I was like, Very jittery, apparently. <laughs> I'm like, freaking out! <laughs> yeah, yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah, no, your internet cut out, so it was perfect! Oh! Like, oh god! <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: you hear you see Giancarlo speaks into his ear and he says sir he's here on the way and you can only assume there's only two sirs he would be talking to you hear uh, Alistar and Lance hear a little chatter outside yes understood yes now. And the door pops open. One of the gentlemen, a perfectly shaven and well-manicured man with what looks like a military bus cut, looks in and says, Sir, Miss Kara is on the way down, and she should be here within the next 30 seconds. Thank you. Do you need anything for her? Refreshments? Anything of the sort? Uh... Get one blood bag and a candle. Perfect. He walks one away. The the door closes.
2: You are
1: One to of the show? chairs. I'm going to, like, lean. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Ryan. No, go, go ahead. No, man. I, I'm just going to like lean on one of the chairs and, like, have it open. Um, And, and as she comes in, I'm going to...
3: Before she gets here, I'm, this one. I'm going to be like, Lance, whatever happens stays in this room for now. Yeah. And you
1: easy. Talk, you're cool. Mate, I am like a fairy. Bring her in, mate. Okay.
0: The door opens, and it is not car. It is the gentleman. quite quick, this guy. He places the candle on the tray. The blood bag, of course. And he brings the tray over to you. Places it next to you. And as he's walking and nears the door, it opens. He stands to the side. And, Kara, you are... As you're walking in, you realize that there is a And now that this is new to you, you realize that there is a cater of men outside with their hands holding each other at the door. And it doesn't inspire any more comfort than knowing that there is a huge emergency on your hands as you're invited in. Giancarlo nods, holds the door, welcomes you in, and then both men abstain. And now it is just the three
2: of you. So...
3: Welcome, Kara, please. I walk in.
2: I see this going on. I'm I'm very confused. (laughs) What is this?
0: All you can see is the two men together. And on the table, there is a piece of paper. A very familiar piece of paper. Your favorite brand of stationery. A candle and a
1: blood dye. Kara, please come sit here. And I'm like, I'm leaning on the chair. Uh my one hand is on the chair and the other is on the table. On this one, please, Kara.
2: I prefer to stand? Sit, Kara. I'll go ahead and make my way over and like sit, but I'm like clearly hesitant to do so. <laughs> Are you hungry? Would you like something to eat, perhaps? And I'll just gesture
3: to the blood bag on the table.
2: No, thank you, I'm all
3: And I grab the blood bag, just slam it across um <laughs> onto the wall. What the hell are you doing?
1: And then uh, as, he down, I pull, I pull, uh, as he sits down I've seen I f pull as he sits down with my strength I just push her push the chair closer to the table, you know, just so that she's on the table there. And I'll walk around.
2: You know, I would have thought that you were a better actor than I am, given your performance.
1: How
3: am I supposed to let you... Just crinkle. Be involved in my business, when you can't even keep your own business to yourself.
2: Are there any spelling mistakes on that?
3: Yes, actually. Hmm. I'm gonna grab it, and I'm just gonna... Hold it over the fire, the candle that I lit previously to her walking.
0: There, then. We can't hear you, but the fire kind of as it begins to grow on the paper makes all of you flinch a little bit.
3: <laughs>
0: I will do my best to not f- and just
3: literally and be holding you, it. You want a real composure? It's a it's a frenzy check,
0: right? Fear not necessarily. Affinity? Yeah, you know what? Because it, a
2: rot strike actually,
0: not a fear frenzy.
2: Okay. Uh, do all of us have to do? So that's will just willpower. Just and him because okay. just
0: he's holding willpower and humanity. Because he's holding the fire, and it is growing in his hand. Five. Yeah, you got it? Not a crit. He doesn't flinch. Kind of... You can tell it's not his favorite thing to be doing, but it almost as if he wants to be an actor and drive the point home. He holds it almost until it's about to burn, and then he lets it drop on the table.
2: So what's this? I get called in here. I think one of you two are dead. And now I'm just here because you found some grammar mistakes on a paper that I didn't even know you had. Is that it?
1: You excuse me, Kara, that was my fault. I took the letter.
2: I brought it to Alia's
1: because, look, we've got a little bit of history, and he's spoken about you, and uh, there's no one really else I trust within the strangers to bring this piece of information
2: so you went through the things in my room on my desk in the haven that I invited you to because I trust you that much and you can't come to me and ask what is this you have to bring him in I didn't know he was my dad Christ
1: listen I did not know you two had something going on in the background but I worry about you and this Bo Bell person, I I don't know too much about.
2: No. Well, what do you want to know?
1: What's with the reforming? What's with uh, this individual in particular? From the information I've found out, I hear he's a dangerous individual.
2: Danger kindred. That's such a loose definition at that, but whatever. I'll play ball. I want to reform things. I didn't join the Camarilla because I felt it to be their traditions and what they do is so right and just. But I can't work outside of the framework anymore that is being an independent or being an anarchist. Going along with Alexei, waiting for him to beat the shit out of me whenever I, I misspeak in front of him. I keep on saying that the root of oppression is a loss of memory. And that the best way to control opposition is to become said opposition. You can disagree with my methods. I don't really care at this point. I have too many people telling me what the fuck to do anyway. And I say this because I want to be forthcoming with you. Because I think that more Anar clans or Sabbat clans or whatever the fuck you want to call it, that they should be included in. I believe that inhumanity in and of itself that allows people to take up path and degrade and devalue themselves and go along murdering masses of people is in and of itself inhumane. I saw what happened up in New York. I remember it so clearly. I recall every single thing, including the look that my sire gave me when he died. Do you know what it's like to have someone you love die? That look, it stays with you. I don't want to experience that again. I don't want anyone else to experience that again. And you! And I point over towards Alyosar. <laughs> I think that you're a very smart man, but... You know. You don't have to speed through on the bus. Just so you can save face with it. I'm glad that you... act have- it, like, you don't know, but... You know, I don't need to be called in here like I'm some fucking kid.
3: All right. I will get involved then. You see, I wasn't involved in, I wasn't brought up with the knowledge of you and Lance. Until now, I don't care. What I do care about is when your decisions, your lack of control over your own haven brings upon a danger to the entire coterie and could get them slaughtered. Now I told you before and you know this, we had a discussion where I let you make your own decisions. I don't question them and I make sure that you are the one that's being held accountable for them. No one else. I'm not in charge of you. Lance is not in charge of you. You are. But those choices just landed me with a letter saying that you were working with the Anarchs. So what do you think All that does to, to our coterie? Say, I don't know, a Nosferatu was just in your haven, just waltzed right in, followed you to there. I don't give a crap about how he would get there. But leaving evidence that you're talking with a fucking Anarch and sharing information do not Do not come to me as if I'm hopping on board to save face. I don't care. This is about your decision and leaving a letter signed in your name for anyone to find. Now I've told you this before and I will reiterate it. You are your own person and I will support you in your decisions but I need to make sure that you think them through.
2: (laughs) You know, you're making a, a mushroom cloud out of a smoking gun. You keep on acting like, you know, oh, this letter, yeah, sure, I got fucking sloppy. So fucking what?
3: Do you want me to clean up your mess for you?
2: How's clean up my mess? What's cleaning up my mess? What, he knows? Okay. He knows. He knows that what my intentions are. That I'm doing this to fucking help people like him and people like you. Because your fucking clans, either by their own will or because of their shitty fucking history, aren't fucking accepted within the Camarilla. I'm an inclusive person. I'm an inclusive activist. Are you going to tell some dumb neonate? who's a Toreador. That their dreams are invalid. That would be like telling a Bruja not to get fucking angry.
1: I feel like it's nothing... I just don't think this Theobel can help. Look at my situation. I'm a fucking magister. Huh? I have blood of an anarch in me. We were hunted for Christ's sakes for a little while in the Dark Ages. And now look, the Camarillas you know, open their arms. Me. I used to hunt people like you and Giovanni Scum. Not you personally, mate, but the same. You know, you guys were enemies of the enemies of the church. Sorry, what
3: that is my family.
1: Look, I'm just saying, okay, there was no one. They were all equal to us uh, regarding who we hunted. But, in a way, the Camarilla brought us back. Oh, I, we had work to do, obviously. We had some, uh, you know, red tape to cut, but we got in. And it's the same with anyone. Anyone can get in, I feel. I mean,
2: look at this. Yeah, this. Uh, I, I'm going to interrupt. I'm sorry. Yet that stench still stays with you. You're still seen as a bot. You know. He's still seen as a fucking cousin fucker. My clan already had a free pass in. I don't have to do this. I can look the other way. I don't want any one of you to confuse my fucking benevolence what I think to be right and fucking just for a little fucking uh, kid pet project. I'm not fucking stupid, And I don't need you to act like I'm fucking...
3: Do you think I would be supporting you if I thought that? Do you think that I would be willing to...
2: No, but I feel like I'm being treated like a fucking kid right now.
3: How do you think it should be handled? How do you think we should treat somebody that could have gotten our entire coterie killed with one piece of paper?
2: Either take me as I am, or fucking kill me.
3: We wouldn't be the ones killing you, would we?
2: No, but you gladly let it fucking happen. Well, as you I'm turn sure, the you other fucking way,
3: as I'm sure you can tell from Lance, he brought it to me, and what did I do? I burned the letter. Now.
2: (sighs) I've told you this before. No, I fucking talked. You fucking know. I fucking talked with you before this shit.
3: I'm gonna look at Lance when she says that. I mean, she's not wrong, I knew. But I at least know how to keep a secret.
1: (sighs) What do you know? What have you guys been doing?
3: I'm going to gesture to Kara to talk if she wants to talk.
2: All my life, I felt like I was a fucking runt of the litter. All my fucking life. Do you know the looks I get? When I say I want to reform things, I want to change things, I just get the look of, oh, you're a fucking child. Oh, you'll grow and learn. Oh, you'll not. You'll stop holding that sentiment eventually. I can't let go of my morality. But what I do puts me beyond such morality. And I really don't really give a shit right now. What you think or how wrong it fucking is. I came to him because I want to apologize and just clear the- ...fucking out. But the more I talked to him, the more I had to come to fucking realize that we can't just get along and fucking cooperate. I want to think that. I want to think that we are better than what the fuck we are, but we really fucking aren't. This right here proves it.
3: Finally we agree on something. I know that you say you want to fight all your life. You want to say that you had to come up with these trials and tribulations. I don't care. You can do that. You can fight as much as you want. You don't think that I've had to deal with these things. You don't think that I'm dealing with these things now. You think that my plans that I'm enacting today, I have not thought of 40 years ago
2: you don't get overlooked. I I don't. get
3: overlooked because I want to get overlooked. Because I, I want my plans to come to fruition years from now.
2: You may be fine staying in the fucking chat. You either do everything in favor of revolution or you do fucking nothing. Freedom is only the fr- is freedom is only freedom for the fucking dissenters. That's why the fucking Anarchs exist as they fucking do. That's why they allow fucking monsters like Alexi into their myths. Because they think it is right and fucking just. It's fucking bullshit. And never did I think the revolution would be thought- would be fought by fucking people that- that do it. Not because they want to make a statement, but because the aesthetic is fucking nice. Bullshit. What's so wrong with me taking life as I fucking see it and wanting to change it? I'm not trying to break down the foundations or what the fuck ever. I'm just a dumb roast. I just want reform. I don't want revolution. I don't want fucking pitchforks and fucking fire. I just want incremental change. Because I still think that's fucking possible. Because my fucking sire's too fucking dead to have that fucking enacted. you fucking know.
3: I do. And I also know that the only reason I'm having this discussion with you is because I now know that you two are screwing each other. But the issue that I'm having is not with your plans. The issue I'm having with is how you're handling them. I don't care about them and I've told you this before, I can help you with them. But what I don't need is for my name to be on a letter to an Anarch. Do you understand?
1: Yes. He probably knows.
3: I do know. We've talked about it.
0: Look. You get the dark realization, Lance, that Aliostar is a
3: great actor
0: because the more that they talk, the more you realize that even as you got there with that letter and he gave you that, Oh shit face that just revealed everything he's been on it the whole time. He's just scared that his name is on that little roster. He's the only Giovanni in the Camarilla in Miami. It wouldn't be hard to track him.
2: Hmm. so I will tell you this
3: now I need to stay in the shadows if you want me to succeed in what we both want me to succeed in so it will not go forth if I cannot succeed in the shadows and if you put my name I don't care who you talk to I don't care what you tell them, as long as I know, they can keep it a lid on it. Because I need to know that my affairs will not be hindered by this. I've told you this from the beginning. I have made no secret of this. I am with you to help you. Let me help you. But do not stop me.
1: Let us help you. I think he's trying to say, because I'm yes. here also, wanting to help you. Because let me let me tell you something, there, Rosie. That's probably the most ambitious. and you know, when I when I had all mate here read the letter, it's probably the most ambitious thing a Toreador has presented themselves. While I've been in this fucking city, city of yours. So I'm proud. But there's no need for you to do it behind your back. Where? Come, come to us.
3: Well, I mean, she did come to us, well, me, but I have no issue with that. I just need it to be done carefully. And With foresight. And if you don't want to be the one that has that, that plans that, talk about it with me. And handle your end. Because I need to trust you. Now.
2: You know that. I already told you where I stand on this. I already know it's fucking death sentence i don't need to be reminded of it i know i'm sorry okay i'm fucking sorry
1: don't apologize all right let's just not do it again hey how's that i accept your apology
3: i've been young before i know that i've made mistakes too And they're not fun. I've had to pay the price for those mistakes. I do not need to pay the price for someone else's mistakes. But that's the last I need to talk on it. Come
1: on. It's fine. Look. Like we mentioned, we, we're keeping everything in this room. All right. Moving forwards. Look, Kara, Eliasta here, and I will take care of you. All right. Anything you need. If you still need to talk to this Theobel and you need some bodyguards, I'm happy to be there. But I don't trust Anox. I I gotta look. I mean, I've got this goddamn fucking meeting. In a couple of nights with old mate Solly Boy, and I don't know what's going to happen. All right, it's a freaking crazy night it's going to be. I'll tell you that. But until then and after, it's the Camarilla from now on, and we've got to we've got to follow the uh, the traditions that this freaking sect has.
3: To be fair, if you want to be a hound, you're going to be the one upholding them.
1: Oh, Yeah. Hundred percent. That could be useful. Yeah. How does such a small thing make it the big boy? That's what I'm looking at. But don't worry about that. Look, Kara, please. I mean, have, you, you said you've contacted him. Is that right?
2: I've been had contacts with him. I knew. Him Are you public.
1: guys gonna meet?
2: Oh no, he's fucking busy. Do you know my letter is like one in a fucking million? There are 20 other people probably right now as we fucking speak communicating with him and contacting him because they feel the same impulsive urge that I do. Why can't I just be selfish? Why is it that when I see that law and justice aren't the fucking same thing and I say that sometimes the lock has to be broken in order to fix it, so that there's real fucking justice. I'm You're a fucking bad up. guy
1: here. You gotta be careful, O'Kara, because that, in itself, can become a movement on its own. can be its own Anarch movement, trust me. It's in our history.
2: The Anarchs don't want pretty faces, I'm just a face. Jacob and the rest of his little fucking friends made it really fucking obvious when I would come in with bruises because I couldn't fucking mend myself, but they just overlooked it because Alexei was something that they needed.
1: It was. I I lean on the table, like I put both my hands on the table, I lean forwards Look, guys, something's happened here between the both of you. I want to know what happened. I, I just got a sense. I mean, look, even even the fellas out there have, like, a recognizable face. I, I Look, I can see mortals, mate. They fuck around. You can tell... That old car here is not the first time she's been here. She's been here many times. So what's guys, going on? I'm
3: just gonna just keep tapping the table with the ring that I have.
0: <clears throat> it's at this point that Demetrius makes it in the door. And he advises Sir the have arrived. And I think you'll want to see this.
3: Thank you, Demetrius. Well, I believe that that is my cue to excuse myself. I've said all I would like to say on the matter, and I'll look at Kara as I say that. And every matter I have to discuss. So I will be seeing both of you later. I I'll can give appreciate you
0: a final... oh, sorry, go ahead,
3: I can appreciate both of your sides and I hope you can appreciate mine. And I will stand up.
1: And as Elliot starts walking out, I'm like, mate, just. Keep this in here. Even me and Kara, you understand? I give him a give him a wink as he leaves.
3: I'm not the one <clears throat> that spills secrets.
0: As he walks by you, give me a insight and awareness role. No insight wit's wit's an insight. Can spec and motivation help? No, not for you. It's 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 for less. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry.
0: You're fine. You're fine. Counter roll. Oh <laughs> no! no. Unfortunately, you can't. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> you you it. set yourself Three, up He passes the margin because all he has to do is look at it. So you notice that when he was smacking the ring on the table, the finger that was clapping on it. It's not the finger you saw him talk to. And as he walks by and you look at him, you glean that he has a ring on his finger that doesn't look like the others. And it's an information that, although not exquisitely useful to you right now, your, your hunter-destroyer brain makes a note of. And he walks away. And it is here that we will close the scene.